Welcome to Living with the Land Speeder, where we transform Disney parks into Star Wars one attraction at a time. My name's Ryan. I'm joined by my good pal, Katrin. Hey-o. And my other good pal, Derek. And I'm tonight, a good pal today. You are a good pal today. <laughs> because last week I was just a pal. Yeah, because, because <laughs> let, me, let me tell you, I'm living my Star Wars dreams. Tonight, I'm talking to one of, if not my favorite, Star Wars all-around guy. Tomorrow, I get to see Return of the Jedi with my son, in the Ooh. theaters, Ooh. which is amazing. His first Star Wars movie in the theaters. And then next week, I board the Galactic Star Cruiser for May the 4th. What is life? Wow. wow. I feel so blessed. I know. <laughs> I, it's, it's like a dream, and I'm just waiting to wake up from it. But tonight, we have the great, the wonderful James Arnold Taylor on ah. with us tonight. How are you doing? Well, hello there, I should say. I should start with. No, I'm great. What a what an amazing and fun uh ride that we're about to take here oh look at that i am yes. so excited by this and when derek told me this whole uh, the concept i'm just thrilled so yeah lay it on me man i can't wait now <laughs> now i will say this uh, if you're going to disney world or disneyland either one and you go on rise of the resistance lieutenant beck who takes you on your journey yes. that's that's me as well so oh, there man. you go it's so I amazing. have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> so amazing! <laughs> I will be on there, and when 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 he starts talking, I'll probably be screaming. Yes. I know him. I know, I, I know him. <laughs> My daughter does that too, so it's okay. <laughs> well, before we get started, for those that don't know, which I don't know why you wouldn't know, <laughs> but James is the voice of Obi Wan Kenobi, Plo Koon. A thousand other Star Wars characters and other characters from all over the entertainment world. Yeah. Well, gosh, you're good for my ego. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, and I'm using an SE microphone. You've even done stuff hey, for them too. Me too. Look at that. Oh my yeah, gosh. Look at us. Uh, oh, that's not paid for. SE didn't pay for that. They could. No. Yeah. I'm going to call Tony. Tony? <laughs> yes. I'm Tony, send come this on. to you, buddy. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You also have one of my favorite. Uh, I'm just going to pump you up tonight. Oh, one of my one of my favorite one man shows. Uh, talking to myself, I've seen it. I saw it live. I, oh, you did? Yes. Oh. Uh, I used to go to Star Wars weekends all the time when I lived in Florida. Oh man, um, that's where I. Uh, you don't remember me, but I remember <laughs> meeting you there. I still have your picture. I'm, I'm like a little girl. Oh my god! I still <laughs> have awesome, man. your autograph picture it. back there. Ryan, go take a cold shower. We're, I, we're I, yeah, I'd have to see it. I bet if I saw it, I would remember it. I people show me pictures all the time, and I go, I remember that day. I remember when we did it. <laughs> Ashley and I, Ashley Eckstein, the voice of Ahsoka Tano, uh, is just one of the greatest people on the planet. And her and I had such a one wonderful time hosting that event every year. And it was just a blast. And now we're going around with Anakin, the chosen one and doing comic cons this year. We're doing 20 different comic cons in celebration of 15 oh, years of awesome. clone wars. Can you believe it's been 15 years, which it's, it's actually been 17 years because George Lucas had enough money to make the show while it wasn't out yet, you know? Yeah. So we were making it for two years before it actually came out. So pretty cool stuff. That's awesome. That, that is awesome. Yeah, I re I remember it well. I've <laughs> I've watched it all back with my son, and he loved it. And I told him oh. tonight, I was like, you know, tonight I'm talking with Obi Wan. He's like, what? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm talking with Obi Wan tonight, and he got really excited. What's so. his name? His name is Grant. Grant, the force is strong with you, my friend. Remember oh, it. Don't go to the dark side. No matter how good they say <laughs> their cookies are, they lie. <laughs> Come on. Now, I, I always love telling the story of the first time that I met James in person. And uh, he had just moved to Nashville and he was his studio wasn't ready yet. And I was like, hey, come check out my studio in case you need something. Yeah. And I said, be warned when you walk in, it's all Star Wars themed. Um, I swear I'm not going to try to like wear your skin as a mask or something. <laughs> like, but I said, to be fair for me, it's all dark side. I said, I'm not with that light side thing. You were honest, which I appreciate for someone on, on the dark side, but uh, mm. still, I'm still trying. I'm still trying. Just like <laughs> Anakin. We try to balance it out around here. We? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Oh, so anyways, uh, I know that everybody asks you about Obi-Wan and star Wars yeah. and everything. Um, and I could, really talk to you about that all night long, but we're short on time tonight, but I really wanted to talk about hidden blessings. Uh, movie oh, that God you, bless you. Uh, have, um, uh, 
have written and starring. Yep. And... I wrote it and produced it and edited it and uh, helped shoot it with my my producing partner Matthew Buds. And it was literally two guys, uh, three cameras, and a lighting kit, you know, oh, wow. and some microphones. And that's how we made this. But I I wrote the movie five years ago, and I intended it to be for my friend Tom Wilson, who um, many people would know from Back to the Future fame and such. He yeah. was Biff and and all, but also an amazingly talented actor. Also worked in the world of Star Wars, and uh, for him and my friend Catherine Tabor, who played uh, Padme Amidala, obviously in the Clone Wars. And then um, when I moved to Nashville, I was like, you know, I really want to just shoot this thing on my own. And Tom had booked a TV series and wasn't able to do it. And he's like, you should play the character. I'm like, I don't know. So I rewrote it for myself and had to make some changes and stuff. And so, uh, but we made it uh, and it's really just been a blast because it's shot as a documentary. We never leave that world. We don't break that fourth wall. And so I'm hoping a lot of people will watch it and kind of go, is this real? Did this really happen? And, and it's uh, the story of about a, a reclusive painter and this girl who has a painting of his and she wants to know if it's really hers, if he really painted it rather, and if he perhaps is her father. And because uh, there's a whole story there that she never knew her father and stuff. And and uh, so uh, we're getting great feedback from it. We're hoping to uh, do a screening. Actually, we're hoping to do a screening out here in Nashville soon. So oh, cool. I will get be you there. all invites. Yes. Wherever you all are. But um, uh, and it is uh, just uh, been an adventure. We have music from Jars of Clay in there. And I've been thrilled to meet Dan Hazeltine, who's the lead singer of Jars. And thankfully, he and his son are Star Wars fans. And so that was nice, <laughs> but uh, we got to talking. And so um, hopefully we'll get to get the music in there as well and get the rights to that. That's really what we're waiting for is just to acquire the rights to all the songs that we have in it and then hopefully get it out somewhere. I'd love for it to be in theaters because I feel like it's one of those movies that might actually be fun to see in a theater, but you know, hopefully it'll be on a streaming service at some point soon as yeah. well. So it's called hidden blessings. It was, you can see the trailer on my YouTube channel and, uh, and it was written and put together. I mean, I edited every every moment of that movie. I mixed oh, all the sound awesome. in it uh, and uh, recorded all of the sound in it too. So yeah. <laughs> well, and that brings up a thing. You know, we we already kind of geeked out before we hit record about your gear, and we we just talked about the microphones. And I know everybody's here for Star Wars, but this is very yeah. self serving because I know that you're an audio guy. Like yeah, we talk. Derek and I talk audio all the time. Yeah, and so and calls are in person. Yeah, yeah. So if you're doing your video too, what are you using for your video editing? So I use I edit in Premiere Pro, and we shot on uh, we shot in 4K, and we used a bunch of uh, Canon 90Ds that we shot on. We had three of them, and so that was nice for that. And the, the beauty of shooting a movie uh, on the cheap because we did it completely out of pocket. I, I did the whole thing just wow. out of you know funds that i had and the beauty of shooting as a documentary is it can look like a documentary so you can see a boom mic come in you can have cameras in the shots you can you know the person can be mic'd up and you know because you're just staying within that world and it's almost like found footage and so it it but the other thing it does is it makes it incredibly hard editing because you have to create a whole backstory so there is backstory photos of Gregory when he was younger, or his kids when he was younger, or his wife and all of these things. And you have to take all this. So my wife has been very kind. She plays the uh, the deceased wife in this movie. <laughs> but uh, And there's a whole story to that, the mystery of that and all that too. But um, So she's been a good sport. We used our old wedding photos and things. So <laughs> it was kind of fun. Awesome. But um, it, it's been an adventure and really fun to shoot and put together. And my buddy, Matthew Buds, who has uh, moved out here as well and is a filmmaker and retired law enforcement, has a wonderful story himself. And he and I have been writing movies together over the last two years now and just uh, hoping to get more of them. We have another one called The Comic Shop that we just had a great meeting on today that we're hoping to do. And I, I haven't I've only mentioned this once so far but what i'm hoping with the comic shop i had put out a trailer for it before and it was going to be about this guy bud and his comic store i've made some changes to it i rewrote it so it will star ashley eckstein oh cool and it will uh, also star matt lanter and myself yeah. if you know if i if i'm lucky enough to be able to afford them and uh d bradley wow. baker and so my hope is to get all yeah. of the clone wars actors in this film and make it a clone wars reunion film that's my hope uh wow. and so if i can get the the funds to put it together and pay all of them uh i think i've got a pretty fun script it's basically cheers in a comic book shop and it, <laughs> it revolves around uh this Form. reclusive voice actor i always do a reclusive character that i play i don't know why and um uh this voice actor that nobody's ever seen but they love all of his stuff and so they try to get him to come to their comic shop and hilarity ensues hopefully 
Very cool. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. So that's, that's the great. second one. But Hidden Blessings is is coming soon, and so I hope people would want to see that too. So thank you for mentioning that. Oh, yeah, you're definitely. welcome. And whatever what? we can do to help help push it as well, we're, you know, that's wow. what we're here sure, for. Sure. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, I think I think what we're here for now is to yes. find out. We let you choose the ride. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> um, and it was funny because we were all on a video. We were doing another episode, and I'm texting you. And yeah. you had picked the ride while we're on the episode. And I'm like uh, looking at the guys and I'm like, they're like, what's our next, uh, our next ride going to be on the show? And, yeah. and they're, they're like, Oh, I guess we'll have to wait and see. And I'm like, I know what it's. Going <laughs> <to be." laughs> um, well, so yeah. yeah. So what ride so, did you choose? Well, I chose so because it's Disney world, right? I mean, like yes. if it was Disneyland. I would choose Mr. Toad because that's just one of my favorite rides, but Disney World, that I have reasons for it because I'm 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 an egomaniac and selfish. Um, no, the <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean, because I am the voice of the skull in that ride at Disney World. Oh, so oh, I, I thought it that. already has a little a little Star Wars Easter egg in there, and it's also it's one of my absolute favorite rides, and uh, I just think it would be a great one to do that way. So I thought this would be fun. I'm curious to see what you guys would want to do with it, but yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that skull. Dead men tell no tales and all that. That's me. So when you go oh, down, see, uh, that's there awesome. we go. So now when that. I go next week, I'm going to be screaming. I know that, I know I know that, that guy. guy. <laughs> I know that skull. Show me one. That's great. <laughs> oh, and well, wouldn't it be funny if it was Obi-Wan? Well, I think it should be C-3PO. In a Star Wars themed one, but you tell me how you start this. I don't want to just start oh, throwing things well, out. I think should we let James go first? Oh, <laughs> or or do, do we, we, we want to have throw him go ahead and then I'll see how it goes and then I'll I'll okay. add to it. All right, all right. So uh, what, basically, what we do is one at a time. We each present our version of the ride, how we have Star Warsified the Disney ride, <laughs> and then we. Uh, with time permitting, talk through each of them a little bit and say, yeah, we like that. We don't like that. Or which I'm sure we'll like everything because we usually do. <laughs> that was terrible. Ooh, that's good. Horrible. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's good. That's really good. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know who wants to go first. I hate to you throw do. James you right go first. I'll, I'll go first. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, yeah, I go into a little more detail than the guys do. So they <laughs> like to give me enough time. All right. Um, so, I've changed. It's not Pirates of the Caribbean anymore because, of course, yeah, it's not in the Caribbean. So this is called, and I don't. I'm not going to do voices tonight because. <laughs> oh come on! Because <laughs> I would just be embarrassed. Because, <laughs> anyways, uh, Pirates of the Outer Rim. Ooh, it's going to be right. the title of yeah. the ride. The sitting is going to be, and I'm probably going to mispronounce this planet. I tried to pick a planet that uh, we don't know much about. I guess okay. it's called um, Vodran or Vodron, Vodron. We'll call it that. Mm. It's a swampy jungle planet located in Hut space in the outer rim, mm. and it was controlled by the Hut clan. So, mm. so we already got the swampy sort of theme, That's, yeah, in the Caribbean. Okay, so here we go. This is a little synopsis of the ride, and then I'll get into the step by steps. Um, the rumor throughout the galaxy is that the Huts are hiding a vast treasure somewhere on the planet of Odron, which piques the interest of the greatest pirate in the galaxy, Hondo Hondaka. Of course. Knowing that stealing treasure from the huts will not be a simple task, he tricks Jedi, Jedi Padawan Ezra Bridger and the droid known as Chopper into join him on this foolish Ooh. mission. Okay, so here we go. So you enter the queue through the gates of a hut stronghold. As you walk through the queue, you see the Hutt's mercenaries playing Sabak below you. Right before you walk down the path leading to the boats that you will use to reach the treasure, you see a large skiff, which looks like it's been used to transport a massive hut to the area. Once aboard your boat, you will begin to make your journey through the swamps of Vodran, or Vodron, whatever. In the darkness, <laughs> you can see what looks like a Dianoga popping up because this is the planet where Dianogas come from. His eye out of the water. Then you must maneuver your boat through a ray shield gate and then down a waterfall to the edge of the hut stronghold. Man. 
Yeah, I, I'm like, right. The pressure is on, <laughs> man. <laughs> oh, no. Mine's like, this is what I do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. Okay. To your surprise, once you reach the stronghold <laughs> wall, there is already a battle on the water going on between the hut mercenaries and local Vodron uprising try, that are trying to take back their planet from the huts. Once inside the stronghold, you will continue to see scenes of the mercenaries and, and the Voldrans fighting with Hondo, Edra, and Chopper comically hiding throughout the scenes. Maybe you'll see Hondo hiding in a well or Ezra poking his head out from behind a pile of stormtrooper helmets trying to steal a key from a sleeping mercenary. And of course, Chopper chasing a mercenary around in a circle, zapping the mercenaries backside. The next scene, you see the tentacles. An eye of a large Dianoga trying to pull mercenaries into the water. Then a fire erupts in the stronghold as the battle continues. The next to last scene, you see Hondo. He has got thrown in jail somehow. And (laughs) Chopper is outside the cell, Tawny Hondo with the key. (laughs) And in the final scene, you see Ezra sitting on the top of a pile of treasure, talking on a comm leak, trying to get Zeb to get Hera to come pick him up. Wow! So there we go. That's my yeah. version of Pirates right. I think of the you Caribbean. missed your calling. I think you need <laughs> Man, to be an imagineer, imagineer like, right? Yeah. I know. I've got a golly it's just up here. I don't know what goes on, but that's yeah. that's what I came up with <laughs> for the ride. No pressure. Go no, ahead, no. guys. Have fun. <laughs> Thoughts? <laughs> I think that's I think that's great. But you know, in our group text, did you get nervous when I said no Hondo? <laughs> it's already been <laughs> yeah. done. Yeah. I know. I was thinking of that. I was like, well, gosh, yeah, because it's, he's so much a part of the Millennium Falcon ride there, which is odd, but I love Hondo. Jim Cummings is an amazing guy. Now here's the funny thing about Hondo. Hondo was a character that came on in like one episode early on and Jim Cummings, who is of course, Winnie the Pooh and Tigger two and so many characters. And he is a true legend in voiceover and an amazing man and a dear friend. He comes in and it's just, he's so relaxed with what he does. He just starts reading the lines and he starts ad-libbing and he just starts making stuff up and he's doing the voice and he's, you know, all that. And Dave Filoni loves it so much. They're like, we have to write more Hondo. So if Jim Cummings had not voiced Hondo the way that he did, he might not even be where he's at. And it certainly probably wouldn't be on the Millennium Falcon because he just took it and went for it. So that's what, as a performer, it's like, that's what you want to strive for. But it was also just his, one of my favorite Hondo lines. I just said this the other day is I'm flying (laughs) when he gets shot in the air. He's just such a funny character. And Jim just had such a blast doing him. So, but how do you do pirates without Hondo? I know. Uh, Well, I I think we have some ways. (laughs) Okay. Um, Peter, you want to go? You want me to? Sure, I'll go next. All right. All right. So I took my inspiration from modern happenings or recent happenings, not modern happenings, because it's still a long time ago in a galaxy far, <laughs> far away, right? Yeah. But uh, <laughs> recent happenings on a show we've watched uh, that mine is called The Minds of Mandalore. Ooh. Oh. Right. So, so you're walking through the queue and you're on the surface of Mandalore. So, you know, you, it, we've got to replace everything that looks like a. a the, the pirate jails and and uh, town and all that jazz. <laughs> so, but it's covered with the green crystals and the walls, and you you look down through the windows and the holes, and you see the ruins of the buildings, and maybe there's Jawas collecting crystals and other things, you know, like ship parts and things like that. And uh, then when you board the boat, you begin your journey to the mines of Mandalore. So, uh, before we get to the drop, unfortunately, we've got to take we've got to have something that they say, and we've got to take away the, what we talked about earlier, <laughs> but um, it's the armorer, armorer here. And she says, when one chooses to walk the way of Mandalore, you are both, both hunter and prey. This is the way, you know? So, and then you, the drop is symbolizing going down into the mines. It's not going to be a big drop like on the show, um, but it's, uh, but you get the idea, right? <laughs> um, and then instead of a ship battle at the beginning, um, we'll see Mandalorians, they're rebuilding and exploring Mandalore. So there's, you know, these different animatronics that are around and uh, doing different things. And we, we see uh, younglings that are in training, maybe on another scene. And maybe the privateers are training with each other, fighting, doing, uh, they're flying around in their, their jetpacks and all that fun stuff. And then uh, we see Grogu, of course, you know, <laughs> he's surrounded by younglings and maybe he's 
moving something around, you know, some ruins or other objects in the, in the air. Um, and then uh, as you're progressing to the ride, you might see a creature in the water. Not quite sure that if you saw anything or not, but it could be. Could the, it be? Could it be the mythosaur? I don't know. That so cool. As you enter the forge, um, you see, you start to see signs of the empire because the the goal is to get to the uh, getting to the the forge and they're rebuilding, right? But then you start to see the signs of the empire. This is <laughs> I came up with this idea with the the second to last episode. So spoilers, sorry, um, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Anybody else wake up this Wednesday really depressed? I know, right? We <laughs> didn't not have enough. No Mandalorian, know, right? man. Oh. But, so hard. But you start to see the new stormtroopers, and and uh, you don't see Moff Gideon just yet. But uh, Bo-Katan leads us through a tunnel, and with the dark saber, of course, to escape. And then as we see escape, we see Moff Gideon at the end, and and uh, and he's in where the treasure room normally is. Uh, he's in there, but it's a blast door, so it's not. He's got the treasure or whatever, but we see him and you hear him saying, you have something I want. You may have, think you have some idea of what you are in possession of, but you do not. In a few moments, it will be mine. It means more to me than you will ever know. So there's my voice. There you go. But uh, <laughs> so, so, Just like him. Just like him. I know. So then you're off to the end of the ride. So that's, that's the minds of Mandalore. Mm, wow. I love that every episode, like we've tied in, Mandalorian in some way <laughs> we sure because yeah. I didn't honestly like I didn't even think of that I was like I'm gonna avoid it because uh, yeah we've all but that, I think it's a fantastic idea thank you yeah that's fun okay well Derek okay well before that you know it's funny that you brought up Jim and yeah. Hondo because Hondo always reminds me of another Jim character and that's Don Carnage from Tailspin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, the, he's the sky pirate, and it's very similar voice and like attitude where he's funny, but he's kind of the bad guy, but he's not so bad. Like, yeah. Yeah. Carnage, right? What do you yeah. say? Carnage? Oh, it's, yeah, Jim, it's carnage. Jim, right. Jim would say, it's Carnage, because I'll say Don Carnage and say, Carnage, Carnage. <laughs> yeah, everybody was like, yeah. Don't you know. <laughs> um, but so, so mine, um, I love the new. Uh, light of the jedi books it's mm. it's part mm. of the high republic era mm. and so this is more of a deep dive for fans mm. because you're in the high republic era where the jedi are everything like no one is fighting the jedi the sith are gone it's it's completely calm oh. until exactly until <laughs> one day in the outer rim there's a divergence and something happens and a bunch of ships for the, the Republic are taken out. And they don't know what's going on. So you're going through here, and the drop is when these, and this is from the book, is when all of, all of a sudden all of these ships, the Republic ships, are getting taken down. And so you drop in, and you don't know what's going on. You don't know if, if it's weapons or if it's another ship or who it is. And as you go through the ride, you realize it's the Nihil. And the Nihil are known for the storm. Because they come in like a storm, like lightning, and they hit before anyone knows. And the Nihil have their own way of traveling through, through space. And that's called their paths because they have the eye. <laughs> and the eye takes place. He's going to take the place of like Johnny Depp in, in all of the characters. Yeah, Hermes, right, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you have some experience. Captain Jack Sparrow, mate, yes. <laughs> Why is the rum gone? <laughs> I blame Derek Frank. That's, that's very true. true. That's true. <laughs> is it Mount? Is it is it sugar free Mountain Dew or is it rum? We don't know. Or is it um, both? It, <laughs> I haven't thought of that actually. It's just sugar free Mountain Dew. Um, I think that's so, worse than rum. Sugar free yeah. Mountain Dew for you probably. Oh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Man. oh. Well, anyway, sorry so, to interrupt. Go ahead. No, no, that's great. That's perfect. Perfect timing. So as you're going through the ride, it's just explaining the books, and you know the the reason with that I chose the book, and and I don't want to go too far into the book for because a lot of people haven't read them yet, but it is meant for a younger demographic. It's more of like that early readers. They're they're simple reads, but they're expanding the Star Wars universe, and they're already talking about how many new shows they're going to be doing with the High Republic. Yeah. And for me, it was, this is where they're kind of moving to anyway, because 
yeah, they're they're going to do some more with Ray, but if they mm-hmm. want more stories that people don't know, they're going to have to go early. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, great. And there this the whole book is this space battle and and then the Jedi prevail or yeah. do they? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. What do you mean do they? I don't like the sounds. <laughs> so So you'll have to read the book. Um so that's that's my ride. It's it's the oh, Nihil man. attacking the Republic and the Jedi come to save the day. Man, you know it's interesting like I I'm I don't know if everybody saw the the big first day at celebration and they had everybody up there and the, the most exciting one to me was the skeleton crew. Jude Law and these kids, because sitting in there and they were showing the scenes, it felt the most to me as, you know, the old guy in the room uh, that that grew up with E.T. and Poltergeist and all these movies, uh, Spielberg movies, the Goonies and stuff. It felt the most like that. And it looks like it and it feels like it set in Star Wars. So it's almost kind of the same kind of concept there of like, you know, you're, you're taking something here and you're converting it over to there. And I was so excited about that. I really can't wait to see what they do with that one because it looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Same kind of feel though, that hopefully it's, it's just a fun ride for kids to kind of explore like that. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay. Well, you know, I'm going to be, uh, again, the old dude, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go old school on you. Ooh. So my ride is, uh, set on Dagobah, uh, and you cool. are going through Jedi training with Master Yoda as Luke. And so, when you first are there, you know you're on your in your X-wing, and it's it's sinking, and so you have to try to figure things out. You for the drop, it's you know Yoda, you will be, you know, yeah. I'm not afraid, <laughs> you will be, as you will when you go down into it. That's awesome. And now That's you're great. down into the, the, the caves of, is it a dream? Is it real? I don't know. But you start to then experience all of the things that have happened in mm. all of the Star Wars films. So the battles, yeah. like in Return of the Jedi, where you got three battles going on at the same time. Dun, 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 dun. It's still, I, I, you know, I'm 53 years old. I hear that music. I see those scenes. The hair raises on the back of my neck and my arms. It's there's something so thrilling about that. And and so if you can capture some of those moments of that when you're down there and you're watching over on this side, this battle's happening. And over on this side, this battle's happening. And then up above, you've got you know all these battles going on, trying to get you know um, the, the Millennium Falcon zipping past and all these things going on there. And you are having a Jedi vision of the future throughout the whole ride of what is to come. And so then as you're traveling through that, you're experiencing the highs and lows, the good and the bad. You got 3PO on the little thing, you know, being raised up and, you know, telling the story and all that from Jedi and the Ewoks and all that in in one area. And then you, you pass over, you're in cloud city, you know, with Lando and all. And then the visions like Luke had remember in, in Mm -hmm. uh, empire, of that of his friends so it's the best it's, movie of all of them yeah well, that's, that's what people say i you know <laughs> a new hope i think i've changed everybody Ooh. always says empire i love jedi i loved revenge of the sith but a new hope is without that you have nothing right it's true true and so this old obi-wan thinks the old obi-wan is so so it's your journey through the the world in a dagobah induced jedi vision yeah of things to come and then by the end it's you know it's not the ewoks dancing it's it's more you know we go through <laughs> even to the end and uh and you have you know, people rejoicing and, and the goodness of, of all of that. But that was my kind of vision for it. I've, I've always wanted to see that ride. I've always wanted to experience a Dagobah ride and something that would yeah. take you through those. And, and also you kind of experiencing the training and stuff too. And, you know, R2 is being lifted up in one area, woo, you know, and all this and just <laughs> all those scenes kind of playing back for us and getting to experience them firsthand as you're, you know, as you're floating through your sinking X-wing you know and now i want that yeah. the gift the gift <laughs> I shop mine i changed mine that's what i want <laughs> the gift shop would be amazing because you would have like oh. everything yeah all the movies that's all the original 
Yeah, that's that's the thing. So, anyways, that's uh, for that's what it's worth. It's not as intense as uh, <laughs> some of yours, <laughs> but uh, as far as uh, visions and stuff. But that was my my first and foremost thought was it would be really cool to do that. So, yeah, there uh, you go. Wow, I love great. it. That yeah, was amazing. Is, yeah, this <laughs> this is the cool thing about this because we have four different people on here. Every ride was different. Like even yeah. the time period was different. And that's what we're we're afraid every week because we don't talk about what we're gonna do. We really don't. Yeah. And yeah. we're like, I, I've I've said we need to write it down and then hold it up, like <laughs> because I'm because serious. there's been times the the last episode we we had another guest on we had David Dollar our friend David Dollar on, and he did one from the Clone Wars. Ah, and I like him already. And then Ryan did one from the Clone or wait or the Catron. Now I can't I did. remember. I did. Okay. I, did. I did order yeah. six, 66. So yeah. it was, and then oh, and, and I was last and I'm like, oh boy, because mine was from the Clone Wars. <laughs> yes. Oh, so, wow. But, but they were all different. They were all different times in the Clone Wars movie, not even just Clone Wars. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 It was really bizarre. Really interesting. It was really bizarre. So but it's I been fun. It. Man, I love it. Yeah, you know, I mean, you think about all of the rides that they've put together and all of the lands and all the things, and there's so many ways that you could Star Wars find them. So you guys could do this show for the next 20 years and be yeah. just fine. <laughs> At least the next one year. <laughs> Give or take, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, no, and, and that's the great thing. And, and every now and then we'll do, we'll throw like a food thing in there and we'll try yeah. to theme the food. So it's, it's been great. But uh, now since you're on the spot and we brought up food, <laughs> if, if so like, say you had to take the Tortuga restaurant. Now you've got to theme it to your ride that you just made. James, what would you, what would you do for food? <laughs> Yes. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Those little bars, those yeah. little power <laughs> bars that Luke's eating. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. You know, he doesn't like it. Um, uh, no, that is a good question. Uh, eel, I suppose, some type of <laughs> sushi. slimy, slimy sushi. Yeah, maybe a sushi bar. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Dagobah that, sushi. That little sludge that he's making in the right. He's got like a little soup there. <laughs> the first thing I thought about was the Luke soup or whatever. Is, oh, <laughs> nasty. No. Yeah. Bonk hitting his head. <laughs> I, you know, this is, and this is where I'll just share some stories. You know, the last year of Star Wars weekends, we had uh, Frank Oz come and he was uh, just so great. And since then, Frank and I became, you know, good friends and, and he is the funniest guy. He's got the most dry sense of humor and he will give me a bad time. I'll, I'll email him. Hey, Frank, it's James. He's like, so what, what do you, want? you know, he like, he loves giving you a bad time. And, um, and I, but we would nerd out there talking to him about, he and Mark Hamill. So the year before I had interviewed Mark, we did this real special interview with Mark Hamill and he's talking about his time with Frank Oz and how much he's such a fan of Frank Oz's. He grew up with Sesame Street and the Muppets and all this. And they both are getting both of their stories of that time on Dagobah and that, you know, time in that, in that space where, you know, Frank is just this the whole time, but they both felt drew so much from each other and they both gave the other one all the credit for those scenes working the way they did, wow. because it never should work. You know, a puppet talking to a guy in a, in a movie very seriously. And yet we all buy Yoda that way, even more so than like the CGI, you know, and stuff later in the prequels. And it's like, I know the puppet that they did there, it just didn't work the same. So the CGI helped with that, but there was something so magical about those scenes um, with the two of them. And so mm -hmm. I just, I reflect on that and it's, it's, it's some of the, you know, best parts of my childhood so i guess that's probably why i go there with the ride too it's just like all of those visions and the seeing luke's face in the mask and all that stuff uh, you know i experienced all that as a kid where it was there was no social media there was no spoilers there was no way you ever would know that darth vader was going to say spoiler alert i <laughs> am your father and i remember literally being in the theater talking uh uh, watching that rather uh, hearing all that and going are you kidding me you know i was what like 11 11 or 12 maybe at the time so it it's just it's fantastic uh to relive those moments and so all of that combined with all of disney uh, you know going to those rides going on pirates the first time as a little kid it's just it brings up you know those sensory i can smell it i can yeah. feel it yeah i can feel the cool 
in there, you know, the air conditioning hitting you when you're driving through that. It's like uh, in the boat, the smell of the water and all that stuff. So I actually have that scent going in my diffuser right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had to get ready for the show. Yeah, I had to, you know, you got to get into it. Get so anyway, yeah. so sorry, I go on and on, but it's just, no, you know, great. it's such a, a, so many wonderful memories. And then um, getting to have mother, uh, more, more other memories, I was going to say, uh, with Frank Oz and stuff too. It was, it was fantastic. So. I'm a blessed man to get to do yes. all those things, but I'm blessed to be on this podcast as well. So yeah. Are there other star Wars questions you've always wanted to ask Obi-Wan? <laughs> oh, oh boy. Here goes Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know that you were in one episode of tells the Jedi. I, was, uh, yeah. I thought that was such a unique show. What are your yeah. thoughts on the show and how they did it? And, and season two coming out where they're, where Filoni's basically using up and comers to, to make the episodes, right? Is this, am I correct? Uh, yeah, I think that's what he was, he was mentioning, uh, which is great and very exciting. Uh, I think that, um, you know, of course there, there could have been more Obi-Wan. No. Um, uh, yes. Uh, yes. I, guess, I, guess. <laughs> I think that there's wonderful opportunities for this. I literally have no idea what they will do with yeah. this. None yeah. of us do, Yeah. but, you know, in my perfect world, I would love to explore more. I think it was a wonderful tease, but a tease at that for young Ahsoka and Plo Koon. Yeah. Dave always used to tell us tales of that when we were in the studio recording Clone Wars. And, you know, tease Ashley and I with these stories about Plo Koon and Ahsoka and how that whole journey goes on. And so I would love a whole episode of that. Yeah. Really seeing little you know, toddler Ahsoka and, and Jedi Master Plo teaching her the ways of the force and, you know, all those things. And so Plo Koon, by the way, is essentially Ian McKellen. So I just basically do, you know, Gandalf and then they take it <laughs> and they modify it in, uh, you know, Pro Tools and give it a mask sound and pitch it down a little. And, and then it becomes Jedi Master Plo. I should get my cup of water here, you know. It becomes Plo Koon, you know, whatever. But, um, <laughs> uh, so, um, but I would love to see that story. I would really love to see more of that. I hope they do some other stories. You know, heck, I would love to selfishly to see young Obi-Wan as a Padawan with yes. Qui-Gon. I yes. think that would be awesome. Yep. So, now, if yeah. you could voice any character that you haven't voiced in Star Wars, what would you what would you want? Oh, Amperu, probably. No. Um, <laughs> Luke, <laughs> the dubbed version not he's the, not no, a yeah. farmer owen yeah um even as a kid i was like why does that sound different than ever you know because they dubbed her voice mm -hmm. it wasn't the actress's voice but anyways yeah. but, um no uh, th you know that's a great question i'm so fortunate to get to do so many different cool characters in this world um and so many different aliens and things i don't know uh you know I was wondering which ones you guys would want um, because uh, you know, it is really hard to answer that question. How about, how about this? If you could, how about live action for you to appear in a star Wars thing? What kind of character would you want to appear in a live action? Well, I did. Um, my friend, Jamie Costa did a great uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi short film called Kenobi. Yes. And I got to play a bad guy in that, which I thought was pretty fun. I like playing the bad guys every once in a while. So I wouldn't mind that. I would love to provide the voice for Plo Koon if they ever do anything oh, with yeah. him, you know, like they've done with Cad Bane or Zeb or anybody, you know, or my buddies, Steve Bloom or Corey Burton have got to do the voices. So I hope they think of me if they ever do Plo. Because I think if if Obi-Wan can cut Darth Maul in half and he can survive, then I would think, you know, Master Plo could survive Order 66. But um, that's another story for another day, I guess. But, <laughs> but uh, so... Yeah, I would I would love to voice uh, some other, you know, I was fortunate enough to be in all five of the last Star Wars movies, too. I did voices in all five of those and various characters throughout the whole things. But uh, any one character, you know, maybe a new character, maybe some, yeah. some new uh, alien or something, something fun where it's got some textures and tones. I got to be uh, Transdotion uh, Frisk in star wars squadrons which was a video game that came out a little while ago and yes. frisk has this kind of and then a little thing. oh that was you too yeah that was me wow so uh, okay cool it was, it was a throat ripper but yeah so you know 
I, I played that game yeah. quite a bit through the pandemic with my uh, brother oh, and cousins <laughs> and stuff because we all were playing Microsoft Flight Simulator and we're like, hey, this is a perfect game. We love Star Wars and we've all yeah. got the, the joystick and Oh, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And so yeah, so that was me as Frisk. But um yeah, and then uh OC Sobek was one of my favorites. See, Dave would call up and he'd say, James, what would Christopher Walken sound like as an alien? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I do Christopher Walken's voice if he can't, so I come in, I do it. It's crazy. So I I thought as an alien, so I sent him these audio files. They sent me some lines and I sent him variations of Christopher Walken combined with other people. And what it turned out being was more so uh, Al Pacino and Christopher Walken <laughs> combined and you get O.C. Sobek. And it's crazy the way he talks. Hoo-ha. <laughs> I always like, like to ask, especially on our other podcast, I Am Geek, which if you're always uh, an I Am Geek, check it out. Okay. Um, I always like to ask what, what our um, guests like to geek out about. And I know that you love Indiana Jones. Am I correct? I do. Raiders of the Lost Ark is my favorite movie of all time. I've seen that movie got me through my childhood. So my best friend, uh, Steph, uh, would leave every summer to go stay with his dad because his folks were divorced. And um, I would go to the Magic Lantern movie theater in UCSB uh, down in Santa Barbara. And I would watch for two bucks. They'd let me in. And I would sit there and then it was Raiders of the Lost Ark playing with whatever else was playing that year. And I would sit all day and watch it. So I've literally seen Raiders hundreds of times. Wow. And uh, yeah, it was kind of, it got me through, you know, my, my lonely summers as a kid. Oh, I remember so, like, yeah. when I was a kid, it was Star Wars and Indiana Jones. And I yeah. had the, the whip that I yep. got somehow. My parents gave me a whip. <laughs> yeah. I had one too. I, yeah. And I would play in the yard as Indiana Jones. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Are you excited for the new movie? I am, you know, it's, it's hard with all the AI and the deep fake stuff. It's scary on one hand because yeah. it's just, yeah. it's scary what it can do. And on the other, you look at it and you go, well, that's, that's amazing. But the problem with it too, is that you do sit there staring at it, looking for, <laughs> well, wait a second. I mean, it looks exactly like him and it seems all, you know, so um, I think that's fascinating. I don't know what they're going to do with it. You know, I'm also one of those people that Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I love that movie. I know a lot of people panned it at the time, but I I think that one was so much fun and I loved it. It went backwards in time. It was earlier yeah. than Raiders and stuff. And so I'll be curious to see how much, what they do and what they tie in and what they, you know, how they wrap it all up too. Cause you know, this is it for, for Hank. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now uh, for all of those people that like wonder, how do you get into voice acting and in even, even past <laughs> getting into it, I don't think a lot of people realize how much of this that you're doing yourself, like all of the work you do, you, like you're the engineer, you're, you're at your house more than you're at a studio. Wouldn't you say? Oh yeah. Now, especially, I mean, in fact, uh, tonight after we finish this, I will go into my little booth here and I will do the Simpsons coming up next on Fox. Bob's burgers is all new coming up next, you know, uh, <laughs> these promo work and, and I will be there and I'll be patched in with them, but they'll play it for me through the line and I'll do the, the spot live as, uh, and so they play it live and then I re-record it live. And, but I'm a total nerd for all this, this tech stuff. I've always had home studios and over the years it was, it broke up to about 50% of my work was done from there. But then after the pandemic, hundred percent of my work was done from studios. And there's only one show I work on now out in Nashville where I go out to a studio and that's done over at Lipscomb, uh, the mm -hmm. university. Yeah. And they, they have some studios there that I record from, but so it is all 100% there. And even some of the shows now where I'm doing, where uh, we do songs and stuff. So I'm engineering it as we go. Yeah. It's, um, wow. it, it's a lot of work, but you know, it pays to be a nerd. It pays to <laughs> love all those things, you know? And, and I think that's, the, that's kind of what I was getting at is yeah. the advice because one of the first times you and I talked, it was like, you and I recognize that there is a demand for voice actors of like people that want to know about them. And yeah. that's how I was like, why are you, know, why are voice actors not working with these music companies with <laughs> microphone brands and interfaces yeah. and different things like that? And you're like, it, it's weird. Like they don't really want to talk to us. Um, and, and to Until me, tell Derek Frank, no, not even that. <laughs> to me, it was like no, but seriously, yeah. But but you have so many skills, not just the voice acting and your personality, but having that tech skill 
I think is what a lot of people don't realize you you need now. Uh, yeah, I think it's pretty important to know your way around a microphone, a studio, an editing program, uh, some type of editing program, and what the basics of EQ and compression and limiting and stuff would even mean, because you want to be able to sound good. And you know, not everybody has a, a full blown studio in their house, uh, uh, so if you have some ability to understand how it all works, it's certainly going to help your career as a voice actor, you know, so you're, cause you may just be working out of your closet, but it could sound fantastic if you know what you're doing. So I always encourage people to kind of educate themselves. It's just like, also I say, the other thing is people go like, what do you, the, the, the main things I say to people is no other voice actors know who they are. If I say Frank Welker, you got to know who Frank Welker is. And he's, you know, a legend of voice acting, Jim Cummings, uh, Corey Burton, uh, you know, Dawes Butler, who, who's less known than Mel Blank. Everybody knows Mel Blank, but Don Messick and Dawes Butler were the guys that were also doing stuff back in the day with Mel Blank. Um, and Dawes was, you know, Yogi Bear and Huckleberry Hound and, you know, Snagglepuss and Elroy Jetson and all these characters. And Don Messick was uh, Papa Smurf and Scooby-Doo and uh, Boo Boo Bear and Mr. Ranger and all these amazing, Race Bannon and all these great characters. So know who these people are. Know who your your modern day voice actors are. Dee Bradley Baker or Phil Lamar or Kevin Michael Richardson or Chris Summer or uh, Nika Futterman, uh, Gray Delisle, Kari Walgren, you know, all these people. If I say those names to voice people, they, they lean in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because these people are, are amazing at what they do and they understand the craft. Not a lot of them understand uh, the microphone stuff until the pandemic. And then like Gray Delisle was going like, how do I make a studio in my closet? <laughs> and so it was a great education for people. But now I say that and then I say know and like your own voice. Most mm. people don't like the sound of their own voice. You mm. guys are there with headphones on right now on microphones. And I bet if I ask you all right now, do you like the sound of your own voice? I'll get mixed reviews here. So, <laughs> right. Do you guys like the sounds of your own voice? See, Derek's, Derek's been in the studio a lot than he's used to <laughs> I mean, but my arms are pretty long too, so I can pat myself on the back. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know. that's a big key to uh, being a successful voice actor because yeah. you can't go in there kind of timid about it. Yes, you have to have no inhibitions. You have to be able to go in and make funny faces and not worry about it. You know how many times of my career I voice double celebrities, and a lot of it is literally doing their grunts and groans and stuff because even they are uncomfortable with doing that kind of stuff. So you have no inhibitions. People like D Bradley Baker and I just come in and we're just nerds for it. Like, yeah, what kind of sound do you want? Okay, we'll figure it out. You know, <laughs> Chris, Christopher walk, walking, gargling, you know, what is that? Wow. You know, whoa. Jay Baruchel from how to train your dragon, you know, and okay. Yeah. So, you know, how would Jay say anything? And that's how you have to be able to, or Captain Jack Sparrow Major. Whoa, whoa, wait a second, Doc. You know, Ma Marty McFly. Wait, whoa, whoa, Doc, this is heavy. That's right, Marty. There's something wrong with the space-time continuum. You know, you just have to be able to just go into it and have no inhibitions about it. And so those are the big things I would tell people. But the technology is a huge part of it, Derek. It really is. You know, getting getting to understand that, it'll really it'll only help you. That's the point. Yeah. So if, if people want to learn that from you, <laughs> and, and, and pay you thousands of dollars no but really where can people find more about you oh about me oh my goodness well they can go to my website they can follow me on you know social media stuff i have a youtube channel I'm trying to get over a hundred thousand now for the last couple of years i've installed out at ninety-seven thousand subscribers and then i started losing some even and i think i got like some something because i have friends that said they were unsubscribed to my channel so oh, i think maybe yeah. you know youtube was uh, having some hmm. errors i will i will give them the benefit of the doubt you say that. <laughs> yeah. but uh, maybe they don't have enough of those plaques and they don't want to give me that hundred thousand plaque Ooh. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Uh, youtube get on it come on but um so my youtube channel has tons of videos hundreds of videos of me in my booth talking about voiceover talking about demos talking about just microphones and things and i stopped putting stuff out for a while because i did end up uh, just working on this movie and doing other things but i'm gonna bring my podcast back i have a podcast Great. called Good. talking to myself yeah love it and um that is i was thinking about maybe doing a video version of it and you guys are inspiring me here with all what you're doing oh. here so um but it's me talking to me so it's just me doing all the voices and it's a lot of fun and i thought that might be interesting for people to see that especially if you are interested in voiceover to see the goofy faces i make but um, it's, it's a wonderful show too so everybody <laughs> oh, out there like 
not not only are the voices amazing, but you uh, always have a great message at the end of every episode. I and, try. Yeah. Well, it, I try. And it's funny because people are like, wow, you haven't done any episodes. And I go, I have to really have something I want to talk about. You know, I don't have a theme like you guys have a theme. It's like, wow, I can take a part of uh, a ride in Star Wars, a fight. That's pretty cool. So um, <laughs> I, it's usually it's just me talking to myself. And then I go, I've said everything I need to say. So yeah. I don't that, know. That crew taking a trip to Disney World would be hilarious. Oh, <laughs> I <could> do that. <laughs> well, I get it. Yeah. Hello. Hello. I, get Hank in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know you got to get going to get on to your, uh, your promos, know, but um, yeah. if there's any sign off that Ryan wants to do, but I wanted to, you know, thank you yes, so much for thank joining us. Thank you. Well, gentlemen, I want to come back when I have more yes. time too. Sweet. So yeah. let's plan on that. And, and I, I, I will try to think of another ride, but, uh, if not, yeah. I'm happy to just be here with y'all and to do more and to talk more about all of it and uh, just send people your way because now we have a new favorite podcast to listen to. You know? Yes. Excellent. Living with the land speeder. Yes. I like awesome. that. It's, it's much better than flying. I don't like flying. <laughs> you know how I hate that. Anakin hates sand. I hate flying. So... <laughs> The force is strong with living with the land speeder. I'll, I'll do some of those. I'll lay some of those down and send them to you guys. Oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, I wish you yeah. nothing but the best with the podcast. I can't Thank wait you. to come back on. And I am sorry, yeah, that I, I need to go and do my hey, promo thing. No worries. I need to put my hand up here. This is the only way I can do it. I always have this. <laughs> yes, coming up next. So I also uh, I also make um kyber crystals. You do that, and they're incredible. That work in the Savi's lightsabers. So if you want some, I'll send you some. Oh, my word. Yeah. Well, my goodness. Okay. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, They're amazing. Yes. All right. Well, good. Well, gentlemen, I uh, I bid you all a farewell, but certainly not goodbye for good. I will be back. The force is strong with you indeed. So I'll say only goodbye for now. Goodbye there. <laughs> <Or> yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, James. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Thank you.